What is happening, Bitcoin accumulation country? My name is Phil. This is the Fun with Crypto podcast. We are in season two, and this is episode 31. I want to thank everybody for joining us for another awesome episode of Fun with Crypto podcast. This episode is going to be a little bit different because I got invited to be on the weekly uh, the weekly wrap-up or the weekly roundup for Lightning Hood. So if, uh, if you don't know who the Lightning Hood is or www.lightninghood.com, I'm going to post uh, their uh, link to their YouTube channel and their website in the show notes. But essentially, uh, I met these guys when I first got my CASA node, maybe even a little bit before. And um, it, they're, they're just a really great group of uh, great group of Lightning enthusiasts that, you know, are obviously spending a lot of time and a lot of energy building up resources um, in Bitcoin and for Lightning. And their website is definitely in um, a tribute to those resources that they're putting together. So I obviously, uh, I, I endorse everybody to, you know, to go and check check out their website and see what it's all about. And even if you want, check out their shop because they got some really cool items, which I keep buying, like the uh, um, their t-shirts and the stickers. And of course, the um, don't trust verify bracelet. So anyways, they got lots of cool stuff and it's really cool to, you know, help support the uh, the ecosystem and especially supporting a great group of uh, great group of guys like that uh, for lightning. So anyways, um, you know, during their weekly roundup, they, they go through, you know, what was happening uh, during the week that this was recorded about two weeks ago. So it is still fresh. It is still relevant. And then towards the end of the wrap up, we end up doing like a whole little lightning roundtable discussion, not like the other ones that I do. Um, but this is just, you know, a whole bunch of enthusiasts talking it up and having fun. Anyways, uh, without further ado, here is the weekly roundup with Lightning Hood. All right. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening, everyone out there listening to the next episode of Lightning Hood Live. Really appreciate y'all checking in. Today is July 7th, and we have a very special guest, Quinicarus from, um, sorry, losing myself the fun with crypto podcast is joining us tonight huge bitcoin and lightning uh network fan so we look forward to having him catch up with the news with us and talk about bitcoin and lightning network um we also have of course pito veritas um and we are missing unfortunately coin this evening and curly dream they were not able to join us but the three of us are going to hold it down for all you guys tonight so thanks again for joining and everybody say hello hello good evening welcome <laughs> uh, are oh. we doing uh are we doing screen share oh yeah i guess i gotta do that good call man um and coin or looks like curly dream joined us so what's up curly um man in the chat i'm assuming so just to guy give you guys a rundown those that listen to us we're going to spend about 20 to 30 minutes here chatting about the uh, the news, the updates in Bitcoin and Lightning, this uh, Lightning Network this week. And then we're going to shoot the shit with Cornicarus about what he's been doing with his podcast, everything Bitcoin and Lightning Network related. So is that, if that sounds good to you guys, we're going to just kind of roll on into it. So um, there was a lot of headlines this week on, um, you know, whether it's, Green lights into futures, bonds, more exchanges coming on. But the first thing that came in uh, this week was the CFTC has cleared the way for derivative uh, crypto derivative provider Eris X to um, settle futures in Bitcoin. So that happened this week. I th- you know, again, financial the fina- financialization of Bitcoin is always a good thing. What do you all say? Um, yeah, this is a, kind of like a, a step in the right direction. I was reading the article, and it's pretty interesting because it covers, I guess, like um, a lot of the companies that that have been um, pursuing this. So they mentioned how Ledger X um, received the license, I guess, a week ago, and uh, touched base on how Bact is waiting on something from like the New York Department of Financial Services. 
And I've never heard of C CX, but I guess that's another one too. So they just keep um, they keep multiplying. So I, I don't really follow um, too much of uh, of this this part of it, only because I I, I think that you know they they are gonna just do whatever it is that they need to do so that they can maintain whatever system it is that they have in place. So it's like, it, it's great and everything that, you know, we're, you know, that, that we're getting this, but at the same time, you know, it's, the, it's the same system that, uh, that causes us the problems that we have. <laughs> That's a good point. I mean, you're, they're, I mean, basically what you're saying is they're trying to remain relevant, I think. And uh, if I had to guess, right. Yeah, I, I would say, you know what, like in not so many words, I'd say you're absolutely right, you know, and then and that's exactly what it is. Well, it's just too bad. Yeah, ho hopefully they'll do it in a way where it doesn't um, recreate a, a lot of the, uh, I guess, fractional reserve kind of aspect of it where they take collateral and then use it for other purposes. I think um, uh, Caitlin Long right is that who was yeah. talking about that back in the day or the yeah. re uh uh whatever <laughs> that With trace mayor i think they were talking about it yeah, yeah. but um, what is it the rehypothecation yeah rehypothecation of the collateral that would be not so good but um i mean this is i think better than what we currently have with uh these like synthetic features where they're just like cash settled because yeah. it will actually impact the supply the yeah the supply side um so yeah, I mean, I think like to your point, like it is part of the traditional system, but you you, you probably do need some sort of a bridge between like the the different worlds. So um, I don't know. I kind of see it in that light, but until until these things are live and we actually see what they're doing, it's kind of hard to it's hard for me to form my like opinion on it. So I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Well, there's a couple more similar things we'll chat about real quick. Um, Binance has announced they are going to have a futures trading, so they're kind of tapping in BitMEX's world. Um, and then BitMEX came out and announced that they're going to offer Bitcoin Zero coupon bonds, so basically bonds that'll pay, I, I, I assume, some sort of interest, hopefully in Bitcoin, to their customers in that case. But, uh, you know, I, who knows? So, yeah, and I, I'm not sure I really understand this. There's another story further down uh, talks about uh, another like Bitcoin denominated bond. Um, to me, it just seems like a bad idea to borrow money denominated in a like deflationary asset. But um, you know, <laughs> yeah, I I guess people want like different products, but still, like going back to the other point about issues with like the current system and how. Uh, I guess, you know, it, it might not be as like uh, a little bit more fragile than what people think. Like a product like this to me seems like it's uh, pretty fragile because what if the price just goes up like a crazy amount? Then all of a sudden you owe like a way more money. You know what I mean? Like we're going to see a bunch of BitMEX wrecked liquidations on twitter except it'll be uh binance wrecked and yeah. uh you know just for shits and giggles i guess but yeah but what about like the other one right the um so i think it's like story number six yeah the european companies yeah, yeah so that's not like i'm guessing that's not going to be like uh bitmex where all of a sudden you get liquidated you know i mean this these kind of products if they're like in a real market i don't think there's just an easy out where it's like oh whoops you lose your money you get liquidated it's like no 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 no, you you owe us a bunch of money you know what i mean like yeah yeah so i don't, I don't know. know to me that just seems kind of dangerous but i don't know maybe i just don't get it yep don't know quinicarus anything on those or are you just sticking to your points on the original one <laughs> Yeah, no, I, and I definitely, well, you know what? I definitely agree. It's it's totally dangerous. And um, I mean, at the end of the day, though, you know, people want, you know, if there's demand for this, then, hey, you know, so someone is going to provide a platform for them. So if it's if it's not BitMEX, then it's Binance. And if it's, you know, then it could just be both of them. I, yep. I, I personally don't, uh, I, I don't leverage any of my Bitcoin. I'm, I'm boring. I, I buy it and I... 
make, I, I mix it old. and I and I hold it. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> You're a so smart, old school. Smart move. Smart <laughs> We're <move>. so boring. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah, got Mr. So- Warren. We got the Warren Buffett of crypto over here. So <laughs> you know. So jumping back down to to number six, like I was trying to look through the internet. Uh, I went to like their two different websites for these companies to see the details on these bonds. I couldn't really find anything, but I, I still don't understand the the structure of this product. So I, I'm going to have to like look into this more. It's like really low on details, like this article and then whatever they published on, on their website. It's just not, uh, it's not clear to me. Like what is right. Clickbait. Who knows? So yeah. it's crazy. Um, so this was, we, we won't spend much time on this, but um, so Cuba, mentioned that they're considering some t- sort of cryptocurrency in order to bolster its finances, we will say. Um, to me, it's similar to, you know, Venezuela coming out with their, uh, I don't even remember what it was called, Petro. Um, y- you know, I, I see why they're thinking that. Hopefully they don't do the same as Venezuela and create something just to take out more wealth from the population. But, you know, we'll see. Yeah, I think the article mentions specifically Venezuela, so I'm guessing it's going to look kind of like that. Lovely. <laughs> Coin Icarus, anything on that one? Uh, I, I mean, you know, for, for me, any uh, anything that's state-backed is... Uh, is just another, you know, it's just another form of, and I hate to use the word uh, stable coin, but, yep. you know, like for, for me, I, I just, I, I call them, I, I've i said this before, they're, they're, it's a misnomer. You know, yep. they, they just call it a stable coin, but really all it does is track, you know, the underlying, you know, the underlying fiat, which is currently losing in value. So I don't see how it's stable. And I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, at, at least at the very least, they're trying to step into the, you know, step into the, the future and use technology to their advantage. But I, I don't see it as anything, uh, you know, as anything groundbreaking. Yeah, I would agree with that. Well, on to some better stuff. So CASA, um, I know myself and Peter Veritas. Cornicarus, I believe you have a CASA node. Is that correct? I do. That is one All of right. the nodes I have. Yeah, one of the many, I'm sure, just like all of us. That's right. Um, so they just announced the Sats app. Um, honestly, very cool, much needed. They have an own, their own app that's going to pair to to the Casa node. Very awesome. Um, the the thing, my favorite. I'll be honest with you, my favorite part about this is where you're going to be, where you'd be able to send it to a friend or somebody you know via a name, like. You're not going to be plugging an address that's 38 digits or whatever the addresses are. Um, you're you're going to use somebody's name or a designated name you set for them. I think that's really cool. What do you all think? Uh, yeah, it's kind of like um, a Samurai wallet, right? Uh, yeah, you can do it with Paynims on Samurai. Um, but I'm thinking more like the cash tag on cash app mm, yeah. PayPal. you're sending the names i mean they're kind of so, taking so it's probably more like that right because is the uh, are the pay names like it, it's something specific or well pay names there's pay names something outside of samurai but they've created something within the wallet to utilize that service okay. and but it's gener a name's generated i mean i would never pick autumn glitter for my name but that's unfortunately <laughs> the hand i was dealt so um that's what i'm using for my payment so um anyone out there that wants to donate to that poor name you're more than welcome to um but yeah so i think it's really cool it's kind of bringing uh the ease of use of some of those other you know traditional financial apps to lightning and bitcoin um and then of course pairing with your note over tour and all that kind of stuff i i, I just think it's it'll be a win for him i think it's great uh, it's just another weapon to the arsenal you know i haven't uh, i haven't taken a look at the uh, the app yet i obviously i heard about the announcement but uh, to your point i, I totally agree I, I think it's a step in the right direction and and i i like how casa is sticking to the you know um they helping people maintain their privacy and their sovereignty, you know, but at the same time still providing an easier user experience, you know, because that that's really, I think, the uh, one of the main barriers to entry that, that we still have, you know, like most of us, I, I think, that are in Bitcoin 
for the, for the most part, that are using it the way that we're using it, um, are a little more technically, sa- uh, you know, technically savvy. So we almost yeah. have to be. <laughs> it's still, yeah. uh, I mean, yeah, it's crazy how uh, hard it still is, even though it's a lot easier than what it used to be. You know. So uh, last week before this announcement came out, I paired the uh, the Lightning Labs app that that recently just came out on mainnet um i took i turned off autopilot and i created one channel to my casa node mm-hmm. so in essence i was using it as like a bridge like app which is not quite what this is because this is just like directly connecting to your node but um yeah so that's cool because like i was trying to figure out hacks to be able to use my casa directly from like my phone and that's what i came up with but now with this kind of makes it easier yeah, no, I agree. And, uh, you know, all baked in behind Tor, which your part would not... Uh, you're on an iPhone, correct? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you are, you're not... You definitely don't have Tor on that. So having the app associated, I think it's baked in. So that'll help at least on the privacy side for you, um, you know, using the SATS app. It was kind of funny. I was listening to uh, TFTC uh, while I was mowing the lawn this morning and Matt O'Dell was on a rant about not just the Sats app, but he was, he's like, I hate these companies coming out with names that are directly associated with Bitcoin, like lightning app and Sats app. And he's like, and I kind of see his point a little bit. I mean, I get why these companies are calling it this stuff, but you know, kind of, disassociated a little bit so it's unique and not confusing for people what do you all think about that i'm just curious yeah i uh, i think he's uh, i think he's absolutely right i mean i i could tell you even with uh even with coming up with the the name for my podcast i was like uh i I, I had a tough time because it's like you sit there and you try to figure, you know, something that's that's interesting, that's relevant, but like you don't want to go too far off into the weeds and then nobody understands what you're talking about anymore, you know, and then you end yeah, up yep. with like all kinds of like, I'm sorry, like, you know, with these shitcoin names, <laughs> you know, like nebulous and stuff like that. <laughs> oh, I was waiting for the BS, BSVT or BSV cowboy or something. Man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I, you know, I guess like my... My initial reaction is it's this is Bitcoin and, you know, like whatever, I guess. Uh, but, yeah, I, I can see his point, too. Like, you know, I don't know. I'm not going to. There's a lot more in this space to get mad over. So, <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 simple. Or it's not that big of a deal. I just thought it was funny how as soon as he was talking about it, he's like, I love everything they're doing with this app, but I hate the freaking name. I, I don't think he said it that way. But, um, you know, that's just it was just kind of funny. I just well, if anyone's it. listening, Stacks app. Is uh is up for grabs, right? Ah, that's <laughs> right. Stack them sats app. That's stack, right. Stack them stacks app. <laughs> I can't even oh, say that. Yeah, I couldn't either if unless I was drinking beer. So that's uh that's how it flows. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna keep on rolling here, uh, real quick. So Coin Square, a Canadian company, and trading platform. So they have bought uh, a good controlling stake in a fintech software producer, uh, just cash that's going to enable um, crypto transactions on traditional non-bank ATMs in the U.S. Um, they're going to basically retrofit ATMs and sell cryptocurrencies on them is what it comes down to. Um, my initial take is, I didn't read real into this, but my initial take is any any place to help people buy crypto i'm all about now with that being said just like all these other atm companies there's going to be kyc and there's going to be this so for those that are trying to kind of further themselves um you know there's there's going to be some avenues out there uh with bisc and different things liquidity on bisc is still a little shy or a little light but um there's ways to do it or buy through the atms do whatever, and then mix your mix your coins on Samurai Whirlpool or Wasabi. You know, um, it's all about maximizing privacy here, everybody. What do you all think? Yeah, I didn't read the story. I went off on a privacy tangent. Sorry, but uh, <laughs> Coin Icarus, what do you oh. got? Anything? Have you ever used an ATM in the in the states? 
So I, I personally haven't, but uh, I have a uh, I have a friend of mine who uh, lives up in Montreal, and um, I, I listen to a lot of the stories that he goes through to go and buy Bitcoin. Um, you know, like to be able to get it a little bit faster than, uh, let's say, using something like CoinSquare. Yeah. Um, and they use something called the flex pin. And, and I don't know if we have that here. I think we might. Um, but essentially, like through that, you're able to go and then purchase Bitcoin. I, I don't really know much about it, but I could tell you that to your, you know, to your point, anything that makes it easier for people to, you know, to get it and in a way that they already are familiar with. I think that that's like that's part of it. Like right now, people have to go and learn how to do something slightly different. You yeah. know, so yeah, I wish there was like a um, like a flat fee though for these ATMs because I, I mean, usually it's like eight eight or ten percent fees. Oh which yeah, is crazy. I've, got, I've got one by me that's fifteen. Oh yeah, that's God. insane. And and honestly, it's flexible because what 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 it's doing is the ATM operator has a set fee, but then wherever it's being put adds whatever they want, and then they just put it there, right? And I, it, it's in this shady little bowling alley. I went in there one day, and I'm like, so I hear you have a Bitcoin ATM. And he's like, oh, yeah, right over there. And I go over to it, and I'm looking at it. And first thing, they ask for your phone number. So I just said, all right, I'm not using this. <laughs> and then and then I uh, asked him, or I went on to see how much it was. It was 15%. I was like, son of a gun. You know, yeah. I'd rather, I'd rather buy on damn con base and mix it you know <laughs> um i mean that's that's how i uh, i don't know it's just kind of crazy but yeah. either way um like you guys said it's good to get it in front of people the way they're used to that'll at least get the ball rolling and then from there they dive down the crazy rabbit hole that we're all in and learn further yeah i think at a minimum like if you're buying it off an atm like it's it's almost like a thought experiment where you're like wait how, how's this even possible like i don't have like an account with this random atm i stick and then it they're in like, toilet oh. paper and i get bitcoin it's like right. holy shit because i think i think a lot of people still don't really understand bitcoin they, they probably think you have to have like an account you yeah. know with like a service provider or something you know so like when you see it at an atm and you're used to how atms work where you stick cash in and you know or, or they're whatever, expecting, you know, you, or they're expecting a, a a shiny gold coin with a B to pop out of the ATM, maybe, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Um, so I thought this was pretty cool. I'm excited to see what Electrum comes up with for Lightning Network. Um, it looks like they're going to be uh, Thomas, and I don't even know how to spell his, or pronounce it, Vojit. I don't even know how to say it. So the uh, developer behind Electrum, uh, they're implementing um, Lightning into the wallet. So that's going to be really cool. I love Electrum. I uh, use it, you know, for different things. And uh, I think it'll be really neat to see Lightning put in. What do you all think? Uh, yeah, I think that this is great. Um, I haven't really looked into, I think I saw an article about this a while back, right? They were like beta testing it or something. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it looked pretty cool. I guess they're just going to add like another tab for, for the interface. Um, but yeah, I mean, I can't think of anything that's like negative about it. So, yeah, it's it's a good simple wallet. I mean, I, I I used Electrum a few times. You know what the problem is? Like, I I don't know about you guys, but you know, I I don't know how many different types of wallets you've tried out. But you know, after a while, you just you, you try so many different ones. I at this point, I, I just you know between uh, between my nodes and the Trezor, I I don't even really install any. Uh, any software unless it's just to test it out and, and see how it works but yeah i, I definitely uh, you know obviously electrum is a solid you know a solid simple product that does exactly what it's intended to do so it's cool that they're throwing lightning into it no i agree with you and honestly for people that are or a lot of people out there electrum might not even be needed but you know personally for me um i have a cold card so i keep it air gapped so i need electrum uh, I think Wasabi just integrated with Cold Card too, but I need Electrum to construct my transaction prior to um, signing it on the Cold Card. So, you know, everything's done partially signed Bitcoin transaction there. Um, and also with the Samurai Whirlpool, um, 
I use it to uh, load up and be able to spend or access some of those post-mix coins before the mobile wallets rolled out. So I'm using it and also to create multi-sigs for that matter. Um, it's a great uh, option if you want to create between, say, a ledger, a treasure, and a cold card. You want to do a two or three multi-sig for yourself. Electrum, um, you know, makes it easy for that. So that's that's my use case. And I'm sure a lot of, I know a lot of people use it, but again, it's not a necessity out there either. So, yeah. Can you have multiple Electrum wallets on the same kind of like PC? Oh, yeah. I've yeah. got too oh, many. Yeah. <laughs> I've got too yeah, many. Yeah. I think I've yeah. tried, like, I, uh, I don't use it as often, but when I tried to um, set up another account, I couldn't really figure it out because it just kept asking for like my hardware wallet. Well, basically, like, you would log in with the hardware wallet, and then you just go up to the uh, the the tab and just uh, the Electrum or the file tab, and you say new. And then while you have that one in the background, you just then go in or create a new one right there. So uh, okay, so you have to log in first, basically. All right. Um, all right. So we've got about five minutes to spend here on the rest of this. So I'm going to blow through this stuff here um, and kind of tie a few of them in together. So. Um, Blockstream, gosh, they've had a ton of announcements. So they've announced a liquid swap tool that's going to allow atomic swaps on the li liquid network. Um, you know, based on you can go. Oh, I think we lost thing. Can, can you still hear? Oh, yeah. Can you hear me? Oh, there you are. Oh, there you go. Sorry. You came back. Oh, lost you for a minute. Um, so, yeah. So the liquid swap tool from Blockstream. They have also um, announced, let me find all this stuff here, um, the liquid network for, uh, support for Blockstream on the green, the green, what is it, green app or the green iOS and Android app. So I actually was playing around with that uh, yesterday. So on the app, you can access Bitcoin, Liquid, as well as um, Bitcoin Testnet. And it's all uh, when it's on liquid, it's confidential transactions as well. So that's really cool. And then they've also announced their uh, a new version of the Blockstream satellite software, which had some bug fixes that were causing some people some uh, issues. So all really cool stuff from Blockstream. Anything from you guys on that? I actually uh, just installed Green Wallet and. Uh, I configured the uh, the LBT well the uh, the liquid uh, Bitcoin wallet, but um, I haven't figured out how to how to connect it up. I, I was told that you have to set up a peg in in order to get something on there. But I was told if you don't want to set up a peg, then the easiest way to do it is to go get it on an exchange. Yeah. So I the only reason I did it actually was our my good buddy here on the uh, man in the chats curly actually has uh, set up his uh, liquid I think a liquid note if I'm not mistaken and he actually sent me some uh, you know a couple thousand liquid satoshis um, on there to just kind of see how quick it was I mean it, it confirmed in two or three minutes it was kind of cool so I can see the use case for why liquids there but again also creating a peg to you know whatever asset you wanted with as well you know so pretty neat um pedo anything uh nope okay uh real quick on samurai so they had a recent update uh the version 0.7 uh which has tor functional in there um there were just some issues on the early uh early on um releases with Tor just not acting right. So that came out this week as well as uh, the first picture from Keto Miner and the Noddle guys of what the Dojo Noddle is going to look like. This beautiful red piece of art here. Um, it'll be really cool. It's going to be an upgraded version. There's going to be a lot of extra stuff on the inside. So um, I, I kind of know what's going to be inside, I feel like, but I'm not going to say it. I'm not allowed to. Um, but some really cool um, additions coming in there. Uh, I'm excited when they release it. It'll probably be, they'll probably have pre-orders in the next month or two. But um, I, I don't see it getting out to the public probably till, gosh, October at best, probably because he's still building it at this point. Um, any thoughts there? I don't. Coin uh, Icarus, do you use any of the Samurai, whether it's the mobile wallet or anything like that? 
No, I don't. I've uh, I've installed it, uh, but I don't actually uh, don't actually use it. Okay, cool. Um, I was just curious. Um, Zap Desktop. They they had a big release actually. Um, this allowed for basically after Lightning uh, the Lightning Desktop came out and went Neutrino. Now Zap is fully on mainnet with a full node on the back end. If you don't want to pair to your own node, so um, this is a big move on their end, uh, allowing a Neutrino connection. I don't personally use the Desktop app for Neutrino. I have it connected to my own node, but um, it's a Man, it's slick. Uh, just some nice every every UI change they do is uh, is awesome. So uh, really cool to see. Do y'all have Zap or use it? I need to get it. I mean, it's getting to a point where um, I feel like if I don't install it soon, it's it's going to be so many features to learn all at once. You know, and I rather just learn it over time as as these changes happen. Yeah. Yeah, I tested it and I definitely like it, but uh, unfortunately, I don't use it regularly. Okay. Well, try it out when you get a chance. It's nice. Um, Lightning Labs, they released uh, 0.7, which now has watchtowers. Woo! Uh, that's exciting. Yay. So that'll be <laughs> that'll be nice. I'm actually eventually going to have a node a spare one I've got here at some point just set up as a watchtower just for fun to see how it works and uh, see what happens there. So that's going to be really cool. Um, Cold Card released. Uh, I thought this was really neat. So they just came out with multi-sig last week we were talking about. And now they, with the 2.1.1, it now has, you can now create words with dice rolls all within inside the card itself. <laughs> so, so basically true em- entropy. Yeah, right? it's so cool. So. I bought dice too, but I bought 10-sided dice. <laughs> like, uh, like, you know, nicely weighted ones too. And I'm like, damn... I was trying to do this on my own, you know, uh, and then basically I found out like it's it's not a great idea. Oh, but I guess funny. with this, uh, you know, having it in like a tool that generates that last um, the uh, checksum, I think that was the issue that I was having. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, hopefully they you can use multiple types of dice, not just like a six sided dice or die. Yeah. What do you think, Quinicarus? I, I think you said you had a treasure, so I don't think you have a cold card, right? I, I do also. I, I do have a cold oh, card. Dude, nice. <laughs> I love that thing. I, I think it's so cool. <laughs> I've actually, I was trying to get, I'm trying to get NVK to come on to do a, a talk on my podcast. But um, yeah, no, I, I do love the uh, the cold card. I, I think it's amazing. I set it up. Um, it, it's, to me, it's like, it, it's, you know, treasure is good. But the cold card is is great, and it's like it's much more of um... cypherpunk, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's so much more hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who would think this little crappy calculator would do everything it, <laughs> that it does? You know, it's oh, insane. It's not. It's not so crappy anymore that has uh, clickable buttons. Yeah. Well, I, I still have the old MK one. I, I guess it's the <laughs> MK one. So I, I'm I'm stuck with the depressed finger push, but uh, it still works. Now it's uh it's so cool what he's he's made with that thing. I mean, it, I don't even. Yeah, I can't even fathom doing that. But pretty crazy. Um, yeah, I think between like the three of us. We probably have like so many different uh, lightning wallet slash Bitcoin hardware devices. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure it's unbelievable. It's crazy. Um, other than that, we're going to wrap up the normal news section here. Everybody listening, go check out go check out the Medium article. Coinbeezy always does a great job curating it for us. So check it out. Um, it's linked to this video. It's linked to the website. Um, and you know, you can find it on Twitter, wherever else, but, um, other than that, I want to give a quick shout out to number two down in the uh, podcast episode section. Um, I watched that with, uh, Randy uh, Brito from, uh, Locha Mesh in uh, Venezuela. Okay. That was, that was a pretty good, um, interview. So it's about halfway through this, uh, Kaiser report. And, uh, basically just, he talks about the, um, uh, mesh hardware company that he started in Venezuela. So nice. it's very similar to, I guess, other initiatives like the Gotenna mesh stuff. Oh, cool. and um, yeah, those are the only two that I really can think of that are trying to do mesh networking for sending uh, either messages or Bitcoin around without like reliable internet. So well, hopefully they partner up a little bit and kind of, I could say, what is it? Lot 49. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, hopefully, like, I I think that it would be good for them to partner down the road, but, like, hopefully they can figure different things out on their own. You know what I mean? Like, so we have more options. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think eventually all these kind of projects will want to collaborate at some point for one thing or the other. But, yeah. Yeah. All good. Well, everybody, check that out. Now on to the fun stuff. Um, Quinn Icarus, thanks a bunch for coming on with us. It's exciting. We've been talking about this for months at this point, I think. Um, you know, and I'm, we're all getting busy doing stuff. But um, I wanted to, I guess, first start with, um, so what got you into Bitcoin or Lightning or the mix, whatever? I mean, what was the, let's talk, What what you got? Well, first of all, thank you so much for uh, for having me on. And yes, we have been talking about this for months. And I, I just want to give uh, you know give props to you guys. I love the Lightning Hood, and uh, you know I wear my T-shirts proudly. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've had I've had quite a few people give me you know give me props on the shirts. You know they 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 see me, and I don't know if they actually know what it is, but it's cool. You know, so uh, but um, that's cool. Yeah, so I, I definitely want to start by uh, you know by saying that I, I love what you guys do for uh, for Lightning and Bitcoin. Um, I uh, you know I, I got into it I, I got into Bitcoin um, out of uh, I guess you'd say like out of necessity because I, I needed to get I needed to get something that uh, you know wasn't readily available and required uh, different method of payment. So back when Bitcoin was like uh, four between four and seven hundred bucks, uh, it was like early 2017, maybe late yeah. 2016 before yeah. Yeah. before the B trash split. Uh, that, that that that's when I. Uh, that that that's when I uh, started started learning, but I unfortunately I I had nobody around me that knew anything about it, and I immediately went from like using Bitcoin to investing in shit coins. So, oh man! So it was terrible. It, it was it, it like for me it was just like oh look at this you know somebody showed me Bitrex. And, and, and I was like, there's 12. And at the time there was 1200 coins. So it was like, oh my God, you know, oh, I'll throw gotta 50, catch them all. $50 in a hundred of them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They're like, Pokey, they're like Pokemon, right? It, it was, it was horrible. It was, it was terrible. And of course, you know, every single, every single project, you know, has all these different use cases that are completely useless and I didn't know any better, but you know, like so many people's story down the shitcoin rabbit hole, you, uh, you know, you, you come back. And uh, slowly, as you destroy every single one of those projects with logic, you get left with only one. You get left with the original thing you showed up for. <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh, well, you were a genius up until about November or early December of 17. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's really I mean, you were a genius. All your buddies were like, holy shit. You know, and he's like, he's a millionaire. And then gone. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, this space is very much like um, experiential learning. You know, you have to kind of go through certain things to really understand what the heck is going on. You know. Oh yeah. I, I don't think the world has ever seen anything like ICOs. You know, um, at least the world that's able that was unable to ever invest in anything like an ICO. Right. And when they got access through these exchanges to a bunch of, like you said. 2,500 shit coins, uh, just random things that had a cool uh, acronym. Um, you know, they were like, holy shit, I can just swap these things back and forth. And, you know, this one just pumps 1,000% a day. And, you know, people are making a lot of money, but it it, it screwed a lot of people up too, you know. Um, and again, you come back and hunker down and you're like, dang, everything one of these coins can do if it's good enough, will eventually make its way to Bitcoin. You know that that's what I started learning. You know, like if the technology is good enough, then it's going to go into something that is actually being used and, you know, that that actually serves the purpose that it was intended. So, yeah, it was uh, it was definitely a wake up call. And I I definitely lost. I'm not going to go into dollar value, but I I lost a lot of money. And like so many other stories, you know, the Bitcoin, the amount of Bitcoin that I started with was not even close to the amount of Bitcoin that I ended with after that. Like it was it was terrible. Yeah. So it's unfortunate to go through, but it's a learning experience, you know, and uh, makes you better. So now, you know. 
Well, and uh, it, it, well, there's not much else you can say about it, really. You know, <laughs> no, uh, exactly. But all good. Um, so, thank you for the shout out earlier. What you're doing for the space is awesome as well. Uh, the the fun with crypto podcast and everybody that's listening, I've linked it in the video. Um, you're you're diving in with a lot of really good people here and just getting to chat about what they're doing and how they're progressing in the space and, you know, talking about, um, you know, their thought process and vision on what Bitcoin's going to do. I, I personally really like the Stefan Livera podcast that you did. So that was really good. Um, but, you know, tell what got you in. I know we chatted a little before, but what got you into wanting to do a podcast in general? So, you know, uh, as, as I was explaining before, it was, uh, you know, October 2018, you know, and times were grim, you know, and everybody was sad and, you know, <laughs> there, there was no moon and no Lambos and, you know, it just it was all terrible. So and, and like I was sitting there, you know, like like you guys, right, we're we're totally sucked into our lightning nodes and we're seeing all this development going on and watchtowers is coming and, you know, we're going to have neutrino and th there's going to be all kinds of amazing stuff and, you know, auto, you know, automatic channel balancing and and, and and every time you look at the news, it's all you know, uh, you know, Bitcoin's dead. So I, I, I figured, all right, you know what? It's a, I, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna do a podcast, and of course, I, I'm a huge podcast listener. You know, I mean, naturally, yep. I, uh, you know, I, I started listening to uh, you know some of the first podcasts were actually the first podcast I ever listened to that had to do with Bitcoin was Tim Ferriss's podcast with the hmm. with the interview with Nick uh, Zabos, if I'm pronouncing his name right, and Naval. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Okay. Wow. Yeah, I think I, I think I listened to that one, too. That was like a while back. I mean, I listened to it um, after, I think, he recorded it. But, uh, yeah, I know the one you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Interesting. That's cool. All right. Well, that's uh, – so, basically, you know, we were all in the same boat. I mean, we knew – it – Deep down, we all know what's happening and what's going to happen eventually. And in the end, you want to bring value somehow. And, you know, we also, not to be selfish about it, but we want not to think about fiat, but fiat gains down the road for all of this one day. And the only way for that to really happen, and I think it goes unnoticed but is education and you really have to pump that because everybody I, I most of my friends around where i live that are into this stuff they're in for they're like oh it's like stocks for them right i mean they're like oh but these stocks go up thousands of percent you know instead of 10 20 they're just in for the quick gains and you know it's it's a far level past that and we need to get the education of why the the Austrian economic side of why you're into Bitcoin and uh, stuff like that, right? I mean, what do you all think there? Uh, no, yeah, I think I, I agree with that. And back to what I was saying before, I think a lot of it has to do with, um, you know, your own kind of personal journey. Like you have to, you know, no one can teach you this. I mean, you could, you know, take take sit your friend down. And, onboard them left and right and up and down but if they don't like actually take it upon themselves like they're not gonna really progress down the rabbit hole or learn or you know yeah so i i also to your you know to your point um actually you know i, I have had the few friends that i've gotten into into bitcoin let's say let's say i've gotten five friends into bitcoin out of those five friends one of them sees it similarly to the way that we see it okay yeah. and the other four are exactly what what you just said you know it's it's like a stock only it's something that is even more abstract and it goes up really fast and it goes down really fast like i remember when i was sitting there explaining to one of my best friends about bitcoin um he pretty much like he uh you know he works for a fortune 500 company and he just turned around and said oh well you know what uh you know IBM is working with some company, Stellar Lumens. I'm like, okay. 
and 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 like that and, and and to me right there like that's that's the way they unfortunately so going back to that yeah. whole point of educating people and everything it's like they that that was also part of the reason for you know doing a podcast is you know what like it th- there needs to be some material out there to counter the very poor material that's out there about how all these other you know the, the, these other altcoins are the same because they are not you right. know they, they they don't really have the same qualities as Bitcoin. They just have a name that has said, oh, well, I mean, what happened to the, what was it, the, uh, I don't even remember what they called it, where all these companies went with Ethereum, like the 50 companies, uh, they called it something. The Ethereum, uh, it was like a block of a chunk of companies that were like, oh, yeah, we're going to oh, use this. Yeah, I, I know you're talking about. And uh, then what the, what whatever happened to that? I mean, they probably <laughs> realized they're screwed after Ethereum went from, oh, 1.0 isn't going to work. So now we're going to come out with a 2.0 and yeah. try and now, figure I it think out. It's probably still around. I mean, you know, back to what the you were consort- saying before. Consortium, right? The Ethereum. Yeah, the Ethereum, something like that. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, again, so, and I've been kind of thinking about this past couple of weeks about really the key differences between something like Bitcoin and like pretty much everything else. And I don't really think it's a technology um, consideration. I really think that it's because of the way that the network is structured, where, you know, we're all running nodes like, you know, I'm on lightning, you're on lightning, you're on liquid, you're doing this, you're doing that. We don't we're not all connected to to the governance of Bitcoin. You know, there's no foundation. There's no, um, you know, whatever company consortium that you're talking about for like Ethereum. Right. Yeah. I have no idea what the Bitcoin community, quote unquote, is doing. Like, all I know is that my node is running and it's going to stay running. Right. So if you're on all these other networks, um, you're going to have to keep up with what's going on on the foundation, because if the foundation comes out with an upgrade, you're you're off the network. You yep. have to you have to like, you know, either be pushed an update or, or know what's going on or just not even run a node. And I, I don't think a lot of people using this other these other networks are actually running nodes. They're just kind of like, you know, oh, I'm using the coin because I have a wallet. You know, and that's not that's not the same. So, you know, that's what I'm trying to, like, think more on and try to figure out ways of explaining that to people, because that I think that's a, a key difference that I see is that you you have this. Uh, distributed network that can't be changed versus everything else that has like a, a governance and purpose and and through those mechanisms get upgraded and change all the time. That's a good point. Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, it's all, I mean, most of these, I mean, you can't even, normal people can't even run an Ethereum node. It's not possible. They don't have the space. I mean, I think they're down to like two or three nodes, I think. Uh, in Fury or whoever consensus or whoever runs that thing, it's uh, you know they're the main. So your trust, it, it, what what you're basically saying is, Bitcoin is the one system that has rolled out the only way it could be rolled out to do what it's supposed to do and have that decentralized, trustless environment that you know it's it's the consensus from all the nodes that are really going to dictate what way things go. You know, and uh, unfortunately, well, no, fortunately, uh, nothing else can really do that at this point because there's always somebody that's deciding, okay, we need to make this. And from there, you're already cutting your leg off, you know? Oh, absolutely. Did uh, did you ever see the um, – there's, the, there's an interesting uh, tweet thread from Jameson Lop, I think it is. Where he was trying to get an Ethereum node to sync, and, I remember that, and, and he was documenting the whole thing. And I remember that. So, yeah. Oh, he said it was awful. I mean, it, it, he, in, he ended up giving up. Yeah, and he ended up from, giving up after like a yeah. month. Oh, that's unbelievable. Yeah, and especially from somebody that knows hardware very well and software. I mean, if he couldn't figure it out and <laughs> do it, yeah. I mean, it's, I, I uh, mean, and and the only solution to that is to change the technology, right? Make make it so that um, you can run a node or something. If you somehow break up that that blockchain into like multiple shards or whatever they're working on, like Ethereum but, Classic too, right? <laughs> <laughs> you can fork yeah, it but until like, it, uh, <laughs> the, the point is though, like if you 
if you get into this like repetitive cycle of constant upgrades and changing the the actual blockchain technology what's preventing uh someone from like slipping in there like oh a special request like hey this money that uh was accidentally frozen like two years ago can we unfreeze it right yeah like all of a sudden uh things change it's not it's not like an immutable record anymore because whatever quote-unquote mistakes happened in the past are now resolved right and that impacts everybody but you didn't really have uh you know like you nobody asked you they just did it yep so good point and I'm not trying to single out one one project. This happens no, it's just literally a, every every project that does this. They make yeah. decisions. Um, the the governance council, <laughs> whatever the structure is, they make a decision that impacts the everybody using that network. And you really don't have you don't have like a choice. That's right. You you don't have consensus, and a, a, you don't have discussion. You know, you just have you just have one person or a very small cabal. That uh, you know, pass the rule of law, and we're right back where we started, right? <laughs> Essentially. Um, all right, so we're all big lightning heads here. Um, Quinicarus, how many nodes you got? Okay, so i <laughs> I have um, I have six at home, and I have one. No, sorry, I have five at home, and I have one at the office that I brought in to uh, you know to show some other folks. All so, right. so I'm at that, but I have a Raspberry Pi 4 board on pre-order, so I can get that going with the uh, the Raspi Blitz image. Okay, so what do you? All right, so you've got a Casa. What are everything oh. else? Have you manually built? I guess. Yes. Is that, okay. Yeah, exactly. So it's one Casa, and I have um, right now four Raspi Blitzes, of which uh, they're, they're they're running randomly from versions 1.0 to 1.2. So interesting. So yeah. how was the? And I'm just curious. How was the sync? The sync time on the ra- the raspberries. Okay, so interestingly enough, it's actually it's actually not that bad. Um, but the process. Um, it it has it has different parts to it. So if if you do the torrent download, which I suggest anybody who's going to do the Raspi Blitz, if you if you don't have a local copy of the blockchain and you have to download it, then you do the torrent download, and um, that's probably going to take, depending on your bandwidth, maybe like uh, you know twelve to fourteen hours. Um, so you're you're downloading a pre-done or up to a certain point blockchain exactly. Is that- Okay, and where is that coming from? Is that a uh, like a signed, verified version, or uh, I'm just curious at this point. I I believe so. Um, okay. I've actually, uh, you know, it, it, it's it's not good to be ignorant, right? But uh, I I guess I'm trusting I'm, I'm trusting uh, that roots all and the uh, the Raspy Blitz team. Okay. Okay, so it's coming from those. Okay, so it's coming from those guys, though. Okay. Yeah, it, it, okay. it, it's part of the uh, it's part of the whole setup, and the setup is actually really simple. Um, it, it really is. It's a, it's, it's a easy UI um, and you, you go through the whole thing. But let's say once you've downloaded the torrent and you're doing the, uh, that final blockchain sync, um, yeah. let's say if you're running, if, if your hard drive is an SSD drive, okay, mm-hmm. um, then you're looking at maybe, maybe 48 hours until you're actually up and running. And I'm talking about 48 hours from the time you start installing the image, the Raspi Blitz image, to the time that that your node is actually completed. Whereas if you use a spindle drive, in my experience, um, which which are the spinning drives um, that have moving parts... Um, I, my, through a Comcast connection, I, it's taken me in some cases, um, easily four to six days. Oh, holy. Okay. Now, have you tried downloading the full blockchain, um, using like a regular like computer and then just copying that data onto the Raspberry Pi or do you have to get like a special, um, I guess snapshot for for Raspberry Blitz or whatever. So they they do or Raspberry Blitz. No, they they do offer instructions um, because you do have to format the drive through uh, X. It's called uh, XFAT. Um, mm-hmm. So you have to format the drive specifically, and you you have to set a uh, a setting in the config file so that the uh, the blockchain can be moved from you know from node to node. 
Okay. So yeah, but I meant like rather oh, than just sorry. downloading um, like a snapshot from someone else, can you just download the blockchain yourself on a oh yeah beefier computer and then just copy it over uh, in kind of the same manner, so that way you're not having to trust anyone. Yeah, you absolutely can. They uh, they offer that in the uh, in the options. Oh, okay. Yes, absolutely. And so, that that would just take time too, because it would be validating the entire chain. Um, I don't know how how many days that takes, but if you did it from start, I'm pretty sure. If I'm not mistaken, I remember the Casa guys saying it would be weeks because you can you can basically self destruct your Casa and yeah. No, I, I don't mean downloading it with a Raspberry Pi. I mean like downloading uh, it on a regular computer. So that can definitely that can definitely be done fairly. I I would assume the torrent he's talking about has other configurations prepackaged into it from an install standpoint. Um, yeah, and that's why I was asking. Like, can you have you tried to do it that way so you don't have to trust the torrent website? Gotcha. Or is I'm, there a special? Have, well, the, I think he I think he mentioned. I think they have an option for that where you could download it and then you have to go in and adjust all that. Uh, you okay. know, certain configurations. So I don't see that. Yeah, it's definitely not an issue. You can do it with the noddle as well um, if you want to and do all that. I mean, the noddle syncs it from the beginning anyway, um, just because it's a more powerful board. And the the Pi 4 that you're getting is a powerful board as well. So you should be able to sync from start the blockchain in, I would say, about 50 hours, I think. So um, without even having to use a torrent. So that'll be nice when you get that thing set up and rolling. Um, so somebody had a uh, question for you in the chat, Queen Icarus. They're saying, did you have all your nodes on the same network? I just kind of typed in there. My initial thought would be you would either have to be all on tour for all of them or port forwarding on different ports. What do you, what do you do in your case? So interestingly enough, um, and I do. So if all of my nodes are tour nodes, um, but but I had also been thinking of that as well, of course, because I, you know, obviously after I set up my first note, I'm like, well, wait a second, they're using the same ports. Yeah. So it's like now all of a sudden I have to go and change ports. Now, interestingly enough, um, one thing I found, even though and I don't know if it's because of my router or if it's just because of um, it, the Raspy Blitz, but it seems that uh, even though they were all behind the same IP address, uh, before I implemented Tor, I, I was able to find them all on one ML. Uh, even by even even with the even without doing the the port forwarding, but I do have to say, I did have port forwarding enabled for one of the IPs. But interestingly enough, it seemed to be working for uh, at, at the time. I had three three nodes. That's really interesting. Inter actually, so. That's, uh... So they were collecting incoming connections without technically a port forward on them yep. without you manually doing it at least. That, that's right, because the only thing I then I, I started to think, you know, stupid thoughts like, OK, well, you know, why don't I just put a whole range of IPs, you know, on a DMZ, uh, you, you know, which is like the militarized zone. And uh, and unfortunately, the, the, one of the last things you want to do is expose a whole bunch of ip addresses to the public so, oh yeah so well right when so i wiped my casa node once tour i i came to the conclusion that once i was thinking about initially putting it on you know going converting my um my node id to tour but then i was i was talking to some people and i was like well shit i've already done all these transactions on that node id and there and then once i hopped the tour it's still the same node id so i was like well that makes no sense so i completely wiped it i've probably wiped i and i had god i had like 60 channels open which stunk you know i can't imagine the amount of sats i threw down on uh closing and opening channels but um you know, it was a learning curve. It was interesting. And then once Tor was involved in all this stuff, um, I basically closed it down and started fresh. So it was uh, interesting to see that. Um, so I guess the same person was asking bandwidth. What, what kind of bandwidth do you have for five nodes? I mean, in my initial thoughts, it really, once the, the block download happens, there's really not much bandwidth involved. I, well, I guess there still is, depending yeah. if you're allowing incoming. I mean, so... You know what? 
I don't actually measure, you know, I mean, I don't actually measure the bandwidth, um, which is probably something I should, <laughs> you know, so at least yeah. I, I know, you know, for my own edification. But, mm-hmm. but to your point, um, I, I think it's negligible once they, once the initial block downloads are complete, it, it, it really is, I, I would say it is negligible. I mean, I think if you're open, especially with Bitcoin Core or Bitcoin D, if you have open ports allowed incoming, you're still multiple gigabytes. I mean, it's a it's a fairly substantial amount. Um, I think we're fortunate enough here, or a lot of us in the uh, you know in the states where uh, the ISPs we we have a fair amount of uh, leeway on you know her data usage. So I don't think we get hit hard with anything like that, at least yet. So, um, I, you know, who knows what will come, but that's where hopefully Blockstream satellite and all that comes into play. Do you have a satellite set up? I do not. I, uh, I wanted to set it up and I, I wanted to set it up when, uh, I think it was Grubles. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the first time I ever read his, his article, and this was, uh, this is going back to like some point in, in 2018, like, uh, you know, maybe, maybe it was like, uh, February or, you know, something like that, 2018. And I just never actually got around to it, but I heard the instructions have gotten a lot better and the parts list are like really refined now. So they tell you exactly what to get. So I think I might be, uh, I, I think I might be up for the challenge soon. Nice. Yeah. I, I'm, <clears throat> I think, uh, Keto Miner is going to actually install it onto the Noddle, or we're going to have the option to install it. So then from there, it's just getting the parts list and rolling. Oh, so, sick. Yeah, that'll be slick there. Um, I know Curly, Curly Dream, our other uh, partner there in the chat, he's got everything ready. He's just got to install the satellite itself. So I think he'll be set up on it soon, which will be really neat to see. Um, I, I'll be curious to see how that works. But um, I guess. So let me ask you this. <clears throat> Aside from lightning hood shirts and goodies, what do you what do you uh, so what are you using either on chain or off chain? What are you going out and doing with it? Are you using it for education? Or are you just gambling it all away? I mean, what's your uh, I guess what's your vice? Okay, so I mean, when it comes to so when it comes to Bitcoin, let's say on chain, off chain. When it comes to lightning, uh, it's it's really just like buying all the goodies. Uh, because yeah. it's just so fun. Like I love getting all the you know the stickers and uh, you know the t-shirts and hoodies and stuff. And um, I, I noticed that Magical Crypto Friends uh, has their plushies back in stock. Not that I really, <laughs> not not that I really want to plug them, but those those plushies are are pretty tempting. Even even though it it's difficult to give up Bitcoin for for plushies. Um, I hear you. But but for the for the most part it's it's just hodling. I like that for the for I, I used to I used to trade. I, I'm a terrible trader. Uh, I, I I've proven that I can lose your, money. I was going to say from your initial statement there at the beginning, right? <laughs> I'm, I I definitely like you know it's like know thyself, right? And like <laughs> that's like you know I, I'm definitely good. I'm better at losing money trading than I am at at making money trading. So I, I don't bother trading. Um, I hear you. Well, that's a good thing. Uh, Hodling's the way to go. So it's all just hodling, and and of course, anytime I buy something, uh, whether it's with Lightning or Bitcoin, like let's say I spend you know fifty, sixty bucks, I'll uh, I'll end up putting back. I try to put back at least double that. You know, nice. so yeah, that's smart. Yeah, I mean that's like the you know one one of the things I always hear is like people is saying, oh don't don't spend your Bitcoin because, you know, reasons. And I'm like, well, you just buy more <laughs> before, yeah. you know, after you spend it. <laughs> exactly. No, I, I, and that's that, I think that that's, you know what, you're touching on an important point. You know, it's like, if people don't use it, then it's not usable. So it's like, there's nothing wrong with using it for something that you really want. And if anything, what it's going to do is incentivize a different behavior. Yep. I agree. No, that's, I mean, that makes complete sense there for sure. And we, we almost need to encourage it. I mean, everybody, uh, we're all out there pumping stack sats, but I mean, go out and spend it, rebuy it. I mean, you're going to be spending a fiat anyway. What's, what's a 1%, you know, one or 2%, you know, uh, 
spread between it. Who cares? You know, it's a, it's getting it out there and using it. So. Absolutely. And, and you know what, like to your, you know, to your point, like, you know, when we were back in 2017, um, you know, I, I, I was buying Bitcoin at 12 K I bought Bitcoin at 14 K I bought it at 16 K I bought it, uh, you know, back down to 10 K and I bought it at three K. So, you know, and and none of that is financial advice. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. None of that is financial advice. (laughs) But you're staying dollar cost average. That's all that matters. Don't go out and try and play the trading game. It's uh, we've all learned our lesson there, I think. And, uh, you know, that's it's the way to be. So. Stack those things, spend them, and restack them again. So that's, I think that's the best advice anybody could give. Um, so I guess we're coming on an hour here. We typically don't want to go too much longer. I guess before we hop off, do you have anything with Bitcoin or Lightning you wanted to bring up? Any questions towards our end uh, going on? Or um, if you don't, uh, do and, you uh, and, re- and replug your show. Yeah, I was going to say, I was, man, you beat me to it. Plug your show. <laughs> Let's, uh, Tell us what you're doing, your website. I mean, I have it up on the page. I don't know if people can see it perfectly, but it's linked. Um, yeah, let's just go Thank with that. You. What right. you got? Cool. Thank you so much. So, again, I really appreciate it, you know, being on, the, on on Lightning Hood, and I'd love to come back on. And I'd actually love to have you guys on my show sometime. And That would uh, be cool. Yeah. I think that would be very cool, you know, going full circle. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, you know, the uh, – my my website is really just a, a place for for my podcast. I actually recently bought a a domain, um, nice. which is uh, which is uh, com, and I haven't done anything with it yet. Um, but I'm enjoying building these lightning nodes. Yeah, you're about to go to like a namecheap.com. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> I got it. <laughs> but uh, anyways, I, I don't know what I'm going to do with it exactly, but it's it's going to be lightning resources. Maybe it's a place to showcase custom cases that I build uh, and stuff. And Cool. You know, I, I, I mean, so yeah, anybody who wants to check out, uh, you know, anybody who wants to actually go and, and check out my, uh, you know, all of my podcasts, it's uh, funwithcrypto.libsyn.com. And, uh, you know, if you want to reach me on on uh, Twitter or Telegram, I'm at Coin Icarus. Yeah, definitely check him out, guys. Um, I, just scrolling through the people he's chatting with. I mean, it's a great list of guys. Um, you know, Stefan Livera, you got the Lightning Node Roundtable, which I listened to. It was really good. Um Bitcoin Von Brecky, I just saw that. I didn't catch that one. Uh, Matt O'Dell, uh, another roundtable. Uh, the guys from uh, Crypto Cloak that make the uh, what I would consider skins for the RAS Blitz. Um, very cool stuff. Of course, Bitcoin Rabbi. I have two of his books here at home for my kids. Um, you know, you've had some great discussions with these guys, so I definitely recommend you guys check them out. Um, again, it's fun with crypto libsyn.com so um definitely check him out again coinicarus appreciate you coming on with us and you know going through the news with us throwing your two 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 satoshis in there and uh you know it's it's always fun to get people on and uh, get your all's opinion so that's uh, gives you gives gives another take on uh what everybody's thinking out there so um that being said I want to say goodbye to everybody. Thank you for checking out Lightning Hood Live. Um, We'll see you all next Sunday. You all want to say goodbye real quick? I'm honored to be on. Have a great rest of your weekend. I hope uh, hope you enjoyed our uh, our weekly roundup that uh, I got invited to from the uh, the Lightning Hood. I had a really great time talking with these guys. Uh, they're some of my favorite people in Bitcoin and Lightning, and I always catch them on you know on Telegram and Twitter, and we always end up having some uh, some good talks. And I love supporting them, and I love what they do. So, uh, like I said, I'm going to put their uh, contact details in the uh, in the show notes. I'm going to put a link to their website, their YouTube channel. And, of course, if you want to contact me, I'm funwithcrypto at protonmail.com. Or if you want to catch me on Twitter or Telegram just to say what's up, I'm at Coin Icarus. Thank you very much for listening and catch you all next time. <laughs>